welcome to the human experience podcast my name is sydney and i'm so grateful that you're here you know some weeks i go through the week and i'm like hmm like what would be a good topic to discuss and other weeks there's just such a clear theme in my life that there's really no option because it's so obvious this is what i need to discuss it's so prevalent in my life it's taking up so much of my focus this week and that is self-compassion I won't dive into all of the ways this has shown up for me personally this week, but in an essence, it started off with me really judging myself and questioning every single thing that I would do. This topic came up in therapy and I'll dive in a little bit more to what my therapist shared with me in a second. But what was also interesting is that I got to practice this right away. I ended up talking to an ex-partner of mine and this is a common pattern in my life especially with this guy we had this dynamic while we were dating of sort of being on and off and then since breaking up we still go through periods of time not of being together but of being in communication and then realizing oh hey there's a reason we broke up and we're not together and let's leave it and stop talking and then we kind of circle back in a couple months and every time i do I would judge myself so hard. There's a part of me that knew I would never get back with him and therefore I shouldn't entertain this conversation at all. And this week when we were talking, I really allowed that voice to be there and then pretty quickly cut it off and intentionally shrink down the amount of space it was taking up in my brain and be like, hmm, it's not that big a deal. And like, hmm, It'll probably be different in a couple days. So let's not overly stress about it right now. Everything is okay. I'm human. I'm allowed to make mistakes. And also, what can I learn from this? Like, is this even a mistake? Or is there a reason from this reconnection right now? And it was really powerful to take what you learn and what you want to focus on and then actually have an opportunity pretty quickly to put that into practice. To get into what my therapist said, I was mentioning that over the last couple years, I've been really focused on personal development and sort of the self-help world, whether it's books or TED Talks or whatever. And one thing that my therapist mentioned as I was talking about my dedication to like the best work that one can do in their life, she mentioned that sometimes when we get too caught up in this world of personal development and self-help, we can actually turn to a place of judgment and feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to be. And if we're not waking up at 5 a.m. and chugging a glass of lemon water and taking 20 minutes to do our skincare routine, you know, the list could go on forever of <laughs> like, what's recommended to be the healthiest most successful person in the world and a if we are not doing that we're judging ourselves or say we are doing a lot of those things then we might start to judge other people who aren't and feel like what we do the way that we go through life is better than other people and i've never thought of it that way i do think that it can be a bit isolating and hypercritical which is not the direction that we should want to grow into and is not the best sense of personal development one thing that she offered through that is learning to love other dynamics you know i feel like i've over identified with the positive emotions and loving 
love and light and sunshine and rainbows and anyone who's known me for a while might know that my Instagram handle used to be smile with Sid and I was really over identifying with being happy even though I've always struggled with other aspects of myself and I've sort of rejected them because I felt if it's not positive then it's not worthy it's not worthy of being there and not only is it not worthy of my love but it's actually wrong like it's not okay and that's a really harmful space to be in to actively be rejecting a part of yourself and a part of being human all the time so it was really helpful just to learn to love and soften even in the time when you might be rejected and just learning to appreciate the spectrum of being human and really knowing and trusting that there is no right way to be and no matter how you are how can we love and our and accept ourselves exactly who we are today and it's interesting originally the idea for this episode came from the idea of being emotionally unavailable and i think we typically hear that term in the context of relationships and experience that term if someone is not able to hold our emotions or we feel that they are emotionally closed off to us which can be painful on the flip side i do think a lot of people actually find it easier to access a wider range of feelings you know of love and compassion and forgiveness towards others but don't even realize that they don't allow those same emotions to go inward towards themselves And it made me think of this idea of actually being emotionally unavailable to yourself, which is really easy to do. And honestly, it's really easy to ignore ourselves and our inner world these days because you can find endless distractions. Or say you do sit with yourself without any self-compassion, you may be reflecting on yourself and being incredibly judgmental and self-critical. And so I think this is why cultivating a practice of compassion that is directed inwards is such an important life skill that we could all benefit from practicing and actively keeping it at the forefront of our minds because honestly we are human like we will fuck up over and over and over again and i think knowing that and releasing the perfectionistic mindset can help us soften and can help prepare us to be there for ourselves when we do fuck up (laughs) so through this episode i did a little bit of research on self-compassion and if you know kristen neff there's no surprise that i found myself reading her work i had heard of kristen neff before this and i was trying to remember where i'd heard her name from and then i remembered it came from a therapist and i don't know like what i had been talking about that day but clearly Whatever I was saying (laughs) gave insight to the fact that I was not, in fact, practicing self-compassion towards myself. But for context, if you don't know who she is, she's currently a professor at UT Austin, and she's a pioneer in the study of self-compassion. She's actually the first person to operationally define and measure the construct, and she did this over 20 years ago. Her website is super cool, so I'm going to link it below. She also has a book that (laughs) I impulsively ordered while doing this research. It's called Fierce Self-Compassion, How Women Can Harness Kindness to Speak Up, 
claim their power and thrive. I mean, how could I not order a book with that title? (laughs) I think self-compassion is so important for everyone, but I just loved that this book was oriented towards women. You know, earlier in the week, I had a conversation with a coworker who was saying when she gets her nails done, she'll say that she likes it even if she hates it, like in the process of getting them done when there could be an opportunity to change, not when it's completely over, but when they check in like, oh, how's the shape? Do you like the color? She'll say yes, even if she means no. And that is such a perfect example of how hard it is for women, especially to speak up and speak for their needs because in the context of getting your nails done, you're paying for this service. You're paying for your nails to be done in a way that you like and the person doing your nails is doing so many fucking nails in a day like they will not be offended it is not a personal thing to them if you don't like the shape of your nails or the color they're gonna go on in the next hour to do somebody else's nails and forget about you but you are gonna walk home or get home and have these nails on your fingers for however long they last you know weeks so just a perfect example and i'm really excited to read this book and you best believe i'm sure i'll be reflecting on it on this podcast but to stay on track i listened to a ted talk from her where she broke down self-compassion into three components the first is self-kindness versus self-judgment the second is common humanity versus isolation and the third is mindfulness versus over-identification The thing that she said that was really interesting about self-kindness is that it's not just cultivating, like it's not just sunshine and rainbows. It's actually a very active practice of holding yourself, of nurturing yourself, of maybe asking yourself what would help you right now and I'm here for you and really taking on that role of almost a parent to yourself versus the critic, which is just bashing you all day of how you could do this or that better and that you're just not worthy you're not enough you could be smarter the list could go on forever the second one i thought was a really great point about common humanity versus isolation and this is focusing on the fact that we're all human we're all part of the human species and part of the human condition is to suffer and yet when we do suffer and when we do experience hardship we go into this natural way of being where we think that it's just us. You know, oh, why did this happen to me? This shouldn't have happened to me, X, Y, Z. Whereas if you realize this is part of it, this is a part of life and every single person that you see is experiencing similar life emotions as yourself. And I actually do this sometimes as a practice where I'll be in a busy restaurant and sometimes I'll just look around the room at all these different faces And some people might be dressed really nice and wear designer clothing. And I could make assumptions about, you know, aspects of their surface level realities. But whether they're wearing the nicest outfit or they're in their pajamas, when you look around a crowded room, every single person in that room has experienced pain and sorrow and some levels of anxiety and depression and the whole spectrum of being human. And I think that can be such a comforting thing to keep in mind. The third component that she mentioned, mindfulness versus over-identification, is really a practice of 
being with your suffering. She made the comment, a lot of people assume, why would I need to be mindful of my suffering? It's at the forefront, I know that I'm suffering. And this kind of ties back into the first point of self-judgment because she was saying that we can actually over-identify with the critic because the critic within us is not the person who fucked up or not the part of ourselves who fucked up. And in doing that, we're really turning away from this vulnerable part of ourselves. So instead of being in this place of constant judgment and berating ourselves, to just take a moment, acknowledge and validate yourself, soften a little bit towards yourself, then you're able to be more psychologically stable when you naturally go into this state of wanting to fix things. You know, that's what she was saying too, is it's the self-critic and then immediately into this rational, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? But if we don't actually take the time for the self-compassion to nurture that part of ourselves, to hold them and really acknowledge, hey, that was really hard. This is really painful, what I'm experiencing right now. Then you're in a better place, a more psychologically sound place to fix the problem. Or alternatively, Maybe through that process of self-compassion, you realize there's actually nothing that needs to be fixed. And what really needed to take place was coming towards yourself with self-compassion and kindness and really holding yourself. And I can so relate to that. You know, when I'm in a state of anxiety and it's almost like the state of panic, especially if it's because of an interaction that I had with someone, I'm always like, oh my God, I need to text them. I need to reach out to them. And that's what makes our phones a little bit dangerous is that it's really easy to reach out to people at the point of panicking. You know, I think back before iPhones and before cell phones, if you regretted what you had said to someone, you'd have to fucking wait maybe days before you could talk to them again. And by that point, the emotions have settled down. Maybe you actually don't bring up whatever you were hyper fixating on hyper fixating on. So I definitely think it's something to be mindful of in this state of having the ability to act really quickly and irrationally and in a state of panic and fear. How can we learn and practice to pause? Even if we're not in a super agitated space, just pausing before we communicate with someone, asking ourselves, what is the intention of talking to this person right now what do i want to convey in this conversation and cultivating a sense of mindfulness not just towards you suffering but through everything we do because a lot of times if i'm judging myself over like a small interaction for example a lot of times it's because i spoke or i acted in a way that wasn't really leading from a place of mindfulness and i was being pretty mindless and a bit impulsive in the moment like i mentioned in the beginning of the episode it's funny how these themes sometimes become so present in my life the week before i record an episode and one of my friends sent me this quote that says if your compassion does not include yourself it is incomplete so that is the quote that we're gonna end on today We're all so worthy of our own love and compassion, and I think it's easy to forget that. So I'm sending you so much love today. I'm sending myself so much love today. 
and I hope you send yourself some love as well. As always, I appreciate your time so much. It means the world to me. I'm so appreciative of everyone who reaches out and gives me feedback. Truly, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you've ever done that, that always makes my day. So yeah, that's all we have, folks. Have a great week ahead, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.